You will find the James Bond movie from Russia with Love in most James Bond fans' top James Bond movies, and it has weathered the test of time. It premiered on October 10, 1963, and 60 years later, hard to believe, it still is a solid movie. Why? Hi, this is Dan. And Tom. Of SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Today, we're going to uncover all the reasons from Russia with Love is an enduring spy movie. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast app. All right, first, before we start, we're going to give a shout out to some of our most active Facebook group members who took the time to send us very positive feedback on one of our recent episodes on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Is it a good movie or not? All right. So we heard from Anders Frey, who's George Lazenby's manager who took a listen, and he said, great episode, really enjoyed it. We want to give a shout out also to Graham Thubrin, Paul Sweeney, The Vigilant 109, Pietro Rossi, Joe Coleman, Morgan Lindsay, Carl Epper, Jamie Atkinson, Ian Douglas, and William Canis. Thanks. We appreciate you guys giving us feedback. Anyone else who wants to give us feedback on our podcast episodes, we're going to give you a shout out too. So please keep that feedback coming. Yeah. All right. Let's dig into From Russia with Love in its 60th year. And let's see what makes it so good. First of all, the storyline is solid, compelling, and always topical. It really is Cold War espionage. Yes, a true espionage movie. A real spy movie. Sans all the gadgets and action stunts that we have now become accustomed to. Yeah, now this is actually why I'm such a big fan of this movie. And I've talked about this that... It's not all action all the time. There's a story behind it. There's espionage behind it. It's one of those, my top, if you ask me for my top five Bond movies over the course of months, it probably changes, but this is always one or two. It is. Because this movie focuses on the mission, not on the stunts. Stunts are fine, but lately we've seen too much of it and they've overtaken these movies. It's in my top two. It's the difference between... A spy movie with some action versus now what we have action movies with some spy stuff. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I rewatched this movie last night and it was so refreshing because yes, there's some action, but it's yeah. not just about the stunts. No, Tom. Yeah. This movie's plot is intricate in many ways, yet engaging throughout. We're always watching with close intent really to see what's going to happen next. And that's hard to do in movies. And the plot involves the Cold War espionage theme, a battle between the East and the West, or more specifically here, the Soviet Union and the West. And now, while the Cold War per se has ended around 1990, 1991, we see today that another Cold War is really beginning. So this theme is still topical and relevant. Well, and since 1991, we've had spies espionage has been going on so i like yeah. to think we were in a cool war not a cold war <laughs> but it's chilling again it's probably yeah. all that espionage has still been there never warmed up huh not as strong as what we're seeing today the story revolves around a soviet decoding machine the lector a beautiful russian cipher clerk played of course by the stunning daniela bianchi she is Fantastic. beautiful <laughs> yeah and the ultimate plan to embarrass british intelligence specter is in action here. All right. Now, decoding machines rose to fame really during World War II for the general public, 
when we began to learn about the Enigma deciphering machine the Germans were using and how the West was working so hard to break the German codes and to capture a real Enigma machine from a German U-boat. All of this was very real and less than 20 years before From Russia With Love, the movie came out. But, you know, Fleming wrote it in 1957. So Enigma was invented by this German engineer, Arthur Scherbius, in 1918, by the way. Cryptography, of course, though, has been around for thousands of years. They even saw some in uh, in hieroglyphics on the Egyptian tombs and stuff. That was more fun stuff. But that generally, it's been around for cryptography. has been around for thousands of years. So if you want to see an interesting look at the Enigma machine and the impact of cracking its code, check out the 2014 movie, The Imitation Game, or really any of the movies covering Alan Turing. There's been a bunch of them. Yeah, that's and, great. Actually. Yeah, that's and, terrific stuff. In those movies, they talk about the impact of the Enigma machine, but also they ask the interesting question. Once you crack the code, how do you keep your opponent from knowing you did? Yeah, and so that's, that's the, the important thing. And that's the important thing. I mean, here it's all about getting your hands on the lector machine, and the Russians will know that you did it. But in the real world with the Enigma, it was can we crack its code so we can hear what they're trying to send in terms of ciphered yeah. code to each other. Really, when they first captured the first Enigma machine, they didn't even want the Germans to know they got the U-boat with the Enigma machine. Another U-boat, one, we have a U-boat in Chicago, actually, at our Museum of Science and Industry, the U-505. And that was captured by Admiral Gallery, who lived next door to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? All right. All right. In the 1960s, there was indeed a power struggle, specifically between the West, primarily the U.S. and Britain, and the Soviet Union. So in 1963, From Russia With Love was a very, very on-topic movie. Everybody knew about the Cold War. So as a viewer, we're hooked and engaged from the very beginning when M calls Bond into his office to brief him on the new mission to get the lector. And we have Richard Maybaum as a key screenwriter, so it's going to be brilliant. Absolutely. All right, so you mentioned the Cold War, but this is a Bond movie, so we've got to talk about the villains. Yes. The good villains really make a good Bond movie. I like that, the good villains, yeah. We had a good first one in James Bond Eon Productions movie, Dr. No. Yeah. And Dr. No even talks about Spectre for the first time. And in From Russia with Love, they reference back to Dr. No. So it's nice how they do that. And From Russia with Love introduces us to one of the most epic Bond villains, one who they screwed up here recently, Ernst Stavro Blofeld. (laughs) He heads up Spectre. Yeah. Now, we don't see much of Blofeld in this movie. Not much, no. Because this adds to the intrigue, the mystery, the power. Who is this evil villain? Because we only see his hands stroking a white cat, and we hear his voice. Throughout the movie, the Blofeld scenes are dramatic. We learn what Spectre is, how it operates, and specifically what they intend to do here by cleverly stealing the lector. And Blofeld's powerful presence is felt throughout the movie, although you never see his face, and it really sets us up for potential future appearances of Blofeld. Yeah, I think that simple thing that they did there by not showing him really made it more powerful and made us anticipate, man, is this gonna, is it they gonna get this guy or is this guy gonna be around for more movies? You know, it's what you're thinking, like, who is this guy? That actually added to From Russia with Love's 
I think popularity is that they hit him a little bit like that. That was cool. Yeah, but I Let's do like forget. that they eventually did show his face in future Bond movies because yeah, I do too. That, that only works for a little bit to set yeah, the yeah, stage, yeah. which is fine. I, I think that was great. And let's not forget, of course, Red Grant and Rosa Klebb. I mean, they're fantastic. Both are formidable antagonists. Red Grant, played brilliantly, of course, by Robert Shaw, is a true counter-espionage foe to Bond and is a threat to Bond physically and with his spy skills as well. And the way Shaw played Grant, wow. <laughs> I mean, he was so much in control and so good as a spy against Bond. Epitomized, of course, by the Orient Express train fight one of the best fight scenes in any of the 25 james bond movies by eon i mean still to this day really through all of them it's still one of the best oh it's it's an awesome fight scene and you mentioned robert shaw you have to pretty much like any movie that guy was in he always chose good movies for him he chose his roles wisely and he just knocks this one out of the park because he's definitely believable Right, not only his believable. Face, his face is Bond's all, equal, right? Yeah, his face isn't all scarred up. He's not <laughs> twice the size of Bond. He really is, like you say, Bond's equal. Yeah, and that's what makes him such a good menacing villain. Yeah, and then you look at Rosa Klebb. I mean, yeah, Lottie Lanya, you know, plays her, plays Rosa Klebb, she, a Soviet spy turned Spectre spy, and she plays it to perfection. There is not a a single scene where she could have played it better. Her facial expressions, the tension when she first meets Blofeld, her body movement, I mean, just absolute perfection. So for villains, we're stacked with great ones in From Russia With Love. Another reason this is a fantastic movie and has endured through all the years. Yeah, and this is the first James Bond, okay, granted, this is only the second Eon production Bond movie. Yeah. But it's the first one where we get a female henchman slash villain. It's something we will see over many Bond movies. And I think part of the reason we see them is because Rosa is such a believable character. Yeah. She shows fear, but she maintains that strong presence, even though you know she's scared at points. And a lot of Lenny is just wonderful in this. And the interesting thing is... she sweats talking to Blofeld. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just like fabulous. And her yeah. facial expression, you believe she's panicked and sweating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the interesting thing to me about her is she really wasn't in many movies before or after this one. She'd done a few, but she was more known for her singing and stage work. Yeah. So once again, Ian Productions pulls a stage actor in to play a complex role. And that actor, in this case, Lottie Lenya, she just nails this thing. Yeah. Uh, we talked about some of the characters here, but I think one of the other interesting things is let's see how some of them developed throughout the movie, because that, again, is hard to do. You got an hour and a half or whatever for a movie to develop characters in, in a movie is hard. It's very difficult to do. So we see, though, in From Russia With Love, a revealing of the vulnerabilities of James Bond. You know, this is pretty good. You look at him on his knees in the Red Grant train scene. And the emotions when Karen Bay dies, some feelings for Tanya and getting her to safety, he could have left her, all adding some layers to the character, like a layer cake. <laughs> oh, God. Not, not a Daniel Craig reference, please. No, not Daniel Craig, no. Yeah, and Tom, beyond the typical single layer cake, of course, being suave here and fearless and confident, 
So it's like a stack layer cake. It's really, it's a, it's a great layer cake. <laughs> and, and one of the things I found interesting with that is that when there's the gypsy fight scene, at yeah. first you're like, why the hell is this in the movie? But there's yeah. some really important plot twists that happen in there oh, yeah, that yeah. you've got to be paying attention for. And again, it's just layering things up. Yeah. I mean, we saw a little bit of emotion from Bond in the in Dr. No when Coral was killed. I mean, briefly. But we get a couple more layers here, which I, I really like. Okay, so, another layer of cake, John. Yeah, that's <laughs> another layer to it. Maybe the icing on the cake. I don't know. All right. Oh, jeez. Now, Rosa Klebb, too. She developed. I mean, you could watch her develop on screen from a very nervous brand new Spectre agent dealing with Blofeld for the first time in person, sweating and shaking, to this confident agent selecting Grant for the job, then attempting to execute her mission all the way until the end. I mean, literally. Rosa Klebb came from Smirch, of course, so she worked for Russia. Now she's with Spectre. So that development and watching her from this very nervous person to this confident person is, is pretty cool. Now, the character I didn't think really developed a lot on screen was Tanya. Yeah, I mean, she, we pretty much saw her for what she was in the beginning, and it kind of stayed that way all all through. Red Grant, though, yeah, is... I mean, I would give you that mostly. Yeah, all right. Okay, but if you think about the scene at the end, as she's looking, trying to figure out who she is, is she with Rosa or is she with Bond? Yeah, yeah, I like and that. And yeah. there was some—I thought there was some character growing at that moment. Okay. So Let's... during the rest of the movie, she was just playing it out, and there was her big "Oh God, which way am I going to go?" moment. And I think you saw that. Okay, I'll give you that. She's an inch taller there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Red Grant. Now he's just solid from the very moment he appears on screen getting he looked massaged. very he looked very <laughs> solid while he was getting that massage there was not a yeah. bit of flab on him <laughs> no but i mean i'm just a uh, solid in his acting i'm talking about uh, okay. and and you know on specter island which was beautiful of course he actually developed in the sense that we saw what he was capable of as he kills the british agent nash and assumes his identity and then drugs tanya during the dinner on the train and then trapped bond. I mean, that was kind of development, but you would just, I, I, me, I'm looking at him thinking, man, you had all these skills all along. You're just that good. And he's that good of an actor that you well, just believed. And earlier the in the movie, he's kind of protecting bond. Well, he did. He needs, because he, he needs, because he needs to get the lector. Yeah. So it's, it was interesting because the first you're like, okay, he's working for Rosa here. Yet he's saving Bond. How, what's going on? And yeah. so it was interesting yeah, how good how, he was. Yeah, that he was able to pull it off. And yeah. Now, we also can't forget that From Russia with Love introduces us to a character that many of us grew to love, and that would be Q, yeah. played by the wonderful Desmond Llewellyn. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was such a delight on screen that literally every appearance he made, he, it made me smile for 17 Bond movies. Me too. From this me one too. through The World Is Not Enough. He yeah. worked for five James Bond actors, Connery, Lazenby, Moore, Dalton, and Brosnan. Yeah. I mean, and he had the most appearances in any of the Bond movies. Yeah, and he that, was. That character was introduced here because he wasn't in the first one. And I even yeah, we like had Boothroyd in the first one, which theoretically yeah. is the guy, but it's it's not Desmond. It really wasn't. Yeah, I'm, nah, I'm it wasn't Des Q. Yeah, and the handoff to Wishaw was pretty good. I actually liked him as well. Very yeah, yeah, different yeah. 
Yeah, but different. There was something about seeing Llewellyn's cue in the Bond movies that yeah. was kind of comforting because because yeah. he, he was there for so long, and it started here in From Rush with Love. Yeah, he was fantastic. Another reason why this is a great movie that's endured over time is the romantic element here. I mean, the romantic subplot involving Bond and Tatiana Romanova is well executed. The relationship develops from let me just get the lector from her to a deeper feeling for her. And it adds to the depth of the story and actually showcases a bit more emotional side of James Bond, making him a bit more human. So this is pretty good, all developing within this movie. It's a nice touch. I mean, the last thing we wanted was for Bond to develop into this superhero thing. We got enough superhero cartoon characters already. We don't need more of those. You know, here they made him a bit more human, which was solid. And as the movie went on, some portrayals of Bond added to this human element. Bond being captured, beaten, bleeding, almost broken at points. Here we see some of the beginnings of this in From Russia with Love. So this movie impacts lots of future Bond movies. Yeah, but you you started this part of talking about this, talking about the relationship. Yeah. Now, it was, to me, kind of interesting because Sylvia Trench was supposed to be sort of James Bond's girlfriend. Yeah. Right. We met her in Dr. No. She makes an appearance in From Russia with Love, and then, unfortunately, the decision was to take things in a different direction so they did nothing else with that role. Yeah. But he jumps from Sylvia to Tatiana pretty quickly. I mean, granted, he is a cat. But you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe it makes sense as it would have been odd for Bond and Trench to continue their relationship as Bond falls for many different women in James Bond movies to come. Yeah. So if Sylvia was a big part of this at the beginning of the movie, it would have been harder for James to have the relationship he does with Tatiana without making him look like a total jerk or is that just for queen and country (laughs) but in the movies they took more liberty with his womanizing for sure the novels and fleming said himself in an interview you know he he usually is with one woman in a novel and that's pretty much true in the movies they expanded that whole role and made him this uh womanizer and you know, not caring all that much for this woman or that woman. So, you know, hey, that's what they did in the movies. But that's part of the character that people have, have come to know and love. So eh, who knows? Well, and they're not taking it all out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, so another thing that we really like here is Dr. No set the stage for exotic locations for the Bond movies. Eh, another reason why these are good. And because this we, lasts. Yeah, yeah. we have to remember that in 1963, the typical person was not jet-setting all over the world. No. Many people hadn't even been on an airplane. And so seeing Jamaica and Dr. No was a National Geographic trip for most viewers. Yeah. Most people could only dream of a trip like that. Yeah. And then here in From Russia with Love, we get this global trek. I mean, he gets all of us viewers to Istanbul aboard the famous train, the Orient yeah. Express. Fantastic. And then through Belgrade and Zagreb and... It's really cool because he's going to all these different locations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, and you talk about locations. Whenever we're talking about locations, and really the Bond movies were like real estate. Location, location, location. I mean, <laughs> that's what they paid attention to. We have and to talk most, about. most spy movies going forward have done that. Yeah, it, because 
they set the bar. They set the bar right here with, with Dr. No and from Russia with Love and on onward. I mean, so you talk about the location, location, location. You also have to talk about the presentation of the locations. The cinematography in both Dr. No and from Russia with Love draws us to the locations, which is cool. Like you said, people weren't just sitting around in the early 60s. And, and visiting all these places. You read about it in a magazine, maybe, or saw pictures in a magazine, but to see it in a movie, it was like, oh, man, this is kind of cool. And the way the cinematography drew us into the movies, it made us like we were almost there, which is kind of cool, capturing the beauty of these settings as they were presented to us, enhancing the overall visual appeal of the movie, of course, and the storyline appeal as well, because it was all executed so well. That... It was another brilliant part of this movie. Well, and the cool part of that is with some of these locations that have been around for a long time, they're still there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we can go and see these sites. I mean, yeah. if you want to take a trip on the Orient Express, I highly recommend it. I've done it. And it was definitely worth it. Yeah. Plus, last year, we were, I was in Istanbul, and we were able to take in the Blue Mosque and the cisterns and stuff. And it was really cool to have the, wow, I'm here. And that was what we saw in the movie. And yeah. so it was really cool. Now, when I did that trip, it wasn't, I wasn't staking out shot by shot stuff. We were on a tour. So I didn't really have the chance to do that. But even so, I was in the, I was in the mosque. I was in yeah. the cisterns. Yeah. No rats. I didn't see any rats. Um, but it was still <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's go on to another reason that From Russia With Love was so good. And that was the tense and intense action sequences. As we said before, unfortunately, today we're used to spy movies being action movies with a spy movie theme, if you will. And First. as we've said, From Russia With Love is a spy movie that includes some well-choreographed intense action sequences. I mean, the hand-to-hand -hand combat scenes are great. That fight between Bond and Grant on the Orient Express yeah. is one of my favorite fight scenes in any James Bond movie. Really, in almost any yeah. movie, it is that good. And, it's gypsy and the gypsy camp ah, fight was amazing, fabulous. too. Like you say, it's just awesome stuff. All right, yeah. I mean, let's not forget <laughs> the helicopter chase. I mean, come on. 1939, we had a helicopter chase kind of uh, in the 39 steps. But here, we have a fabulous helicopter chase. Everybody who watches Bond movies knows this scene. And it was reminiscent, of course, of the chase in North by Northwest. And we have an episode out on that, by the way, which is a great, spectacular movie. And then the boat chase filmed in Scotland. Tom was there and found the pier that Bond and Tanya are leaving from when they parked that yellow truck there on the pier. That's spectacular. And as an aside, the boat chase was theoretically taking place near Istanbul, which is where they were escaping from with the lector, heading to Venice, Italy, with a small powerboat. He had had four 50-gallon barrels of fuel on it conveniently, so they could make it as far as they needed to make it. And according to Grant on the train, he was to kill Bond between Zagreb, the station where Grant kills Nash, and Trieste. So we assume Grant was to rendezvous with his contact who blocks the tracks for the train near there. So about another 150 miles or 241 kilometers to go. Bond's boat, a ferry huntress developed by Ferry Marine, was powered by a single interceptor V8 petrol engine. Some pursuing boats were also made by Ferry, the Huntsman 28. And after From Russia with Love, these models became synonymous with style, speed, and performance. So Bond movies were already impacting products 
and product placement was already happening here, but they became the boat. The boats yeah, so, after this movie. So that's pretty cool. But those, yeah, those are, real, are cool boats. Now let's boats. talk a cool little boats. bit about the geography. Where is it they got off the train? Because it wasn't in Trieste yet, right? Let's talk some of the right. math here, Dan. All right. We're going to assume they have about 50 gallons. They told me so there'd be no let's math. Let's assume they got full <laughs> tanks and we're going to assume they're 50 gallon tanks. So they've got at least 200 additional gallons with yeah. them. Now, the distance from Trieste to Venice yeah. is only around 100 miles by car and about 70 miles across the water. Now, I've done the drive on the highway and it would be really cool to yeah. do it by boat. But anyway, all the extra fuel is gone. But let's yeah. say you could get between two to four miles per gallon. They could easily make it to Venice. So there's some great writing here that this is what the trip yeah. is. Now, where they filmed it really was in Scotland, yeah. right? So it wasn't even close to being able to make it from yeah. Scotland to Venice. But across from Trieste to Venice is pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I remember when the truck was blocking the tracks, in this particular scene, it was dark out. And when Bond overtook the driver, it was dark out. And he throws Tanya into the back of the pickup truck and he tells her that she'll feel better in the morning and so on because she was drugged, remember, by Grant on the train. So they drive for a while and now it's light out. And after, after they escape by boat, Bond says to Tanya, hey, after they dump the truck driver into the sea, and it's like, hey, well, he says we should be there by morning. So by Trieste to Venice by boat is about three hours. So it sounds like they're actually taking more like 24 well, I want, hours. I wonder if I don't know yeah, where that well, they part never came got in, to the but you're right. They got enough station. fuel. So we're not exactly sure where that they got off the train. Well, but he drove for he drove from dark to light to get to the water. But we don't know exactly what time it was and how much fuel he's got in the truck. I mean, he can't drive forever. But anyway, it, it's kind of cool. It's a great scene and a, another chase scene by boat. I mean, you got helicopter, you got boat chase scenes, you got trains, you got you got it all here. It's well, again, yeah, more no, reasons the other why thing this movie is, is you, say, you mentioned that line about we'll be there by morning. And we've talked about the fact that continuity is not necessarily yeah. a strong point for EN production <laughs> James Bond movies. Yeah. And my guess is that line was originally yeah. in there for when they were supposed to film this in Turkey. Right? That was supposed to be a long boat trip from Turkey. And I think they just forgot to change it when they switched filming locations yeah. for this scene. That'd be my guess. Well... Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be filmed in Turkey. I, I you know, you can't get to Turkey in, in I don't think you can get from Turkey to, to, uh, no, yeah, you wouldn't be able to either. So I, I don't know. By the way, the truck there is a 1959, 1960 Ford F350 flatbed. But when Bond gets into the truck, magically, it becomes a 1960 61 Chevy. Okay, I missed Chevrolet that one, but again, C30. I'm not expecting continuity for, from EM yeah. Productions. <laughs> Yeah, no. All right. Let's talk about another reason why this is a great movie. And John Barry, of course, is a reason that any of these movies are great movies. John Barry's score here is fabulous. The musical score is considered one of the best in all of the Bond series. The theme from, from Russia with Love is iconic and is woven throughout the movie, contributing to the film's overall feel and atmosphere and beautifully done. And remember, this, the theme song really isn't sung until the end of the movie. And it's really well done So at the end. But the musical score is incorporated throughout the movie. Yeah, I'd agree with you on this score. I mean, John Barry nails the score here and really solidifies him in, as the guy doing 
the Bond music. And it works throughout the series that he, on all yeah, the movies he worked fantastic. on. And here, it's just absolutely gorgeous. All right, so let's move then. Yeah. If we're going into the score, let's get into the direction, cinematography, and the sets. Right. So director Terrence Young, who also directed and helped formulate the on-screen Bond image in Dr. No, is back. Cinematographer Ted Moore, who was also the cinematographer for Dr. No, is back. And they both played critical roles in developing and shaping this movie's visual style and the, the narrative flow of it. It added a sophisticated feel and style to the movie between the supreme directing and use of cinematography to help tell the story, this movie came together, I thought, very, very well. Yeah, I mean, Ted Moore won Best Cinematography for From Russia With Love from the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. (laughs) By the way, he also won for A Man for All Seasons. I mean, the guy was involved in some huge, fabulous movies. And then from the British Society of cinematographers he also won best cinematography for from russia with love so i mean people recognize this guy's talent but again it's one of the reasons this absolutely movie is fabulous all right i mean you talk about cinematography and all this i mean there aren't many scenes where a critic could say that could have been done better there are continuity errors like we talked about there always are in in production movies actually most movies have continuity errors to be fair yeah, that's true, too. Even if it's little things like the tie is shorter in the next scene that it wasn't seen before. I hate stuff like that, but it happens. But the action, the action lighting, the camera shots and angles, the delivery of key lines, all of it is first class and spot on in From Russia with Love. Look at the explosion and aftermath at the Russian consulate, the interaction between Kleb and Tanya in their first meeting in Istanbul, the fight on the train, the helicopter chase scene, the boat chase. It's all wow. It's all wow stuff. And we had Peter Hunt as the brilliant editor. Yeah, and I would say that the sets were excellent as well. But we didn't have Ken Adam for this one because he was busy working on Dr. Strangelove. Nope. But that said, I thought the sets were pretty darn good. And, you know, they reused stuff. So, like, they used M's Fantastic Office again from Dr. No. And Ken Adam did those sets. Love it. But then we had the train stations, which were well done, the Russian consulate and more. I mean, I thought the sets were excellent, even though it wasn't Ken Adam. Yeah, he is special, though. His stuff is fantastic, Ken Adam. I mean, really. All right, let's look at another reason why this movie is fantastic. It's the realism and espionage elements. We mentioned the espionage elements up front. The film is a spy movie. (laughs) Go figure. Fleming wrote spy novels. (laughs) It's an espionage-focused movie. It's a spy movie. And sometimes you see later on, because Ian Productions and all film producers and and, and so on respond to the market, right? They're going to let's make the movie more action because that's what people are buying. That's what they're going to go see. So things have shifted over the years. And Bond movies always went from espionage to action to back to espionage to more action more action and espionage all blending it all together but this one is a fantastic movie because of the realism and the espionage elements that really are terrific and make it real and believable and well done this is a simple story really in in a lot of ways it's well grounded based on real world happenings and genuine espionage the kind of things spies would really do then and it's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really, that whole concept of it's a simple story. You can explain it. Yeah. 
You can explain who all the people yeah. are. You can explain who Blofeld yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, what is the plot? It's all about the lector machine. Try to explain the Mission Impossible movie in a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here, keep it simple, stupid. And they do that here, which I really, yeah. really like. And now the last reason, and we, we didn't really count these out, but this is our 10th one. This movie was a huge success. From Russia with Love was a movie both the critics loved and now James Bond fans loved as well. It was a box office success. It grossed about $79 million on a budget of $2 million. Not a bad return no. on your money. Versus Dr. No, which grossed $59 million on a $1 million yeah. budget. So it, the budget doubled, but the revenue right. didn't. So this follow-on movie was put out a year after the first big hit, Dr. Yeah. No, and it helped solidify the James Bond universe. Okay. And all of its success helped shape Bond movies to come and contributed to the James Bond movie formula. <laughs> right? That's so right. The combination of all of these elements makes From Rush With Love stand out as a classic in the James Bond series, a movie which has tested the span of time as it's now 60 years old it's still an awesome Underwatch. movie and one that both critics and fans admired. Yeah. Sometimes we wish Ian Productions would go back to the espionage days with James Bond. And hey, yes, yes. <laughs> well, what happened at the end of No Time to Die? Well, we may very well be going back. Well, they're going to have to do some kind of spying to find Bond again. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing now. Uh, all right. I think that's it. That's a wrap of what makes from Russia with love so good and so enduring. What do you think? Did we miss anything that made it a good movie? Do you disagree with us? Tell us what you think. This has been Dan. And Tom. Of SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Do us all a favor and subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app and on our YouTube channel as well. Thanks for listening. Tom and I appreciate you spending time with us. <laughs>